It's not 26th. Yeah, today's the 26th. It wasn't the 26th. It's the 29th. I was just uh, updating on that. All right. Uh, turn to Proverbs 31. Proverbs chapter 31. The famous chapter, The Virtuous Woman. This is uh, Women's History Month, they tell us. So because Victory Baptist Church is such a politically correct church, we will preach uh, along these lines and make sure everybody's happy with us. I speak of the fool, of course. All right, Proverbs chapter 31. You will not keep everybody happy with you, no matter what you do. Amen. You can try every which way. You can go, you can fall all over yourself to be sure and be agreeable to everyone, and you'll mess up there. You may as well just do right and let the chips fall where they may. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, verse 10. The Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Uh, virtuous means uh, possessing or showing virtue in life and conduct, acting with moral rectitude or conformity with moral laws, free from vice, immorality, or wickedness. Good, just, righteous. The root word virtue means the power or operative influence inherent in a supernatural or divine being. It comes from God is what that's saying. And the, uh, the characteristic that it comes from that comes from him is conformity of life and conduct with the principles of morality, voluntary observance of the recognized moral law or standards of right conduct, abstention on moral grounds from any form of wrongdoing or vice. Uh, verse 10 here says that's a very valuable woman. It says it's hard to find and her price is far above rubies. All right, now look down at verse 13. It says uh, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ship. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Verse 30, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. I want to preach tonight Proverbs, praises, Diligence. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray you come down now and reveal to us the truth of your word. And although very specifically it is speaking about a virtuous woman here, because women are humans, there are things that will overlap with any virtuous human. And mainly it's diligence. And I pray you'd help us to learn that lesson real well tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now our text speaks of a working woman praised by her employees, her family, the poor, and her own works. I don't know exactly what place in life any of you all are in, but I know this, you can live for God in that place. That's right. 
If you're buying real estate, she considereth a field and buyeth it. If you're taking care of the kids at home, she looketh well to the ways of her household. If uh, you're in a marriage, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. She will do him good and not evil all the days of his life. You can choose whichever place in life you are to live for God in that situation. That's up to you. Uh, she has uh, maidens and everybody that she takes care of, employees of hers. She looks for God while she does that. The question is not exactly which lifestyle do you find yourself in. The question is, are you living for God within that lifestyle? That's the question. If you put God, number one, he'll lead you to the next step and where he would have you go in, in his will. Note her strength and independence, yet her strong family ties. In order for her to be such a super mom, her heart must be right. But notice the emphasis on her diligence in outward works. Now, this is a strenuous lifestyle. If you're doing all the things this woman's doing, you're staying up late and getting up early to take care of all of it. In fact, it comes right out and says that she does. Uh, being a virtuous woman or a virtuous person in general, there's some work to it. Ah, but it's a blessed work. There's the kind of tiredness that comes from profitable work, and there's the kind of tiredness that comes from just spinning your wheels. <laughs> And most of us have felt both, haven't we? Amen. And uh, this woman is very diligent in her labor. Now, many times when you hear people talking about well be a good woman, they talk about sexual purity, talking about chastity, and yes, that's important. Talking about not overstepping their bounds and being in submission to rightful authority and all those things, and absolutely that's important. These things are important for anybody. But the thing that is emphasized way more than any other in this chapter on the virtuous woman is her diligence. Look, uh, her hands are mentioned in verse 13 and again in verse 16 and twice in verse 19 and twice in verse 20 and again in verse 31. Hands, 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 hands. That poor thing is working, 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 working. And you know what? I don't read any dread in this. I read that she's being praised for it. But, so before I preach the rest of my message, let's go through it somewhat methodically here. All right, the first thing I want to say about diligence is uh, diligence prepares. It'll prepare you for whatever the next stage of life is. Those of you that are in school, guess what? You are being prepared for the next stage of life. Study, learn, memorize, do your lessons, do your homework, do what the teacher says. Might seem like it's kind of boring, might seem like it's kind of dull, but you do it. You know why? It's preparing for the next step. And if you don't learn your Algebra 1 good, you won't have as good of a time with Algebra 2, will you? <laughs> don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I mean, the best thing for you to do is learn the best you can where you are, and that'll be the best preparation for where you'll be tomorrow. Bob Jones Sr. said it this way, the best preparation for tomorrow is to do what you ought to do today. Are you busy doing what you ought to do today? That will prepare you for tomorrow. That'll take care of you. So diligence prepares. We're in the book of Proverbs already, so I'm going to go just a few chapters back here and read you a few verses. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Uh, look at the ants. Let me tell you about ants. They are busy. They keep going. The Lord uses them as an example. Why? They lay up things for the future. The kids, what, weren't y'all just watching a bug's life? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, it a, wasn't it a trouble when the when the mean grasshoppers came and ate up all the stuff that they had saved up? 
Let me tell you something. The best thing you can do is be busy right now laying up and preparing for what's coming next. Uh, Douglas MacArthur, the general, World War II era, said this, preparedness is the key to success. Be prepared. Be prepared for the next stage of school. Be prepared for the next stage of life. Be prepared for the next job. Be prepared for marriage. Be prepared for kids. Be prepared for retirement. Be prepared for these things. Now, about diligence preparing you, I want to say this. The diligent are provided for. I look at uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. It says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Get your savings account. Young, young people, when you start working, have some money in savings. It'll come in handy. The car's going to tear up. You can have some doctor bills and some dentist bills. Have a savings for that. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. You say, I'm not real smart. I'm not real rich. I don't have all the uh, advantages. I'm not real good looking. I'm not real whatever, smart. But you know what? If you lay up ahead of time and you have provision in place, That'll pay you dividends in every aspect of your life. Go ahead and start living healthy now so that when you get up in years, your body will already be healthy. Boy, you'll be happy you did. Go ahead and start saving money now so that when Mr. Hard Times comes, you'll be prepared. You'll be so happy you did. Go And here's the most important. Go ahead and get in a close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit right now. Then when the spiritual battles come, and brother and sister, they're here. We are facing them every day. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. It seems like you're hearing about another Christian falling every few weeks. These are scary days. Go ahead and get close to the Lord now. And you know what? Even if you're not strong, you can be somebody that's prepared when hard times come. But the diligent are not only provided for, they're protected. That same passage in Proverbs 30 says the conies are but a feeble folk. The conies, I looked that up, is kind of a guinea pig looking thing that's actually more related to a rabbit. Looks more like a guinea pig, but is, is related more in, in its species or whatever you call it to a rabbit. It says the conies are but a feeble folk, yet they make their houses, yet make they their houses in the rocks. You know why? It's safer up there. You don't have as many um, predators come up there in those rocky hills. So diligence prepares in that the diligent are provided for, the diligent are protected. But most importantly, spiritually, you need some protection. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the armor of God. What's armor for? It's for defending against attacks. Ephesians 6 says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. If you have the, your loins girt about with truth, and of course you know the truth is God's word, and you have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, that is, you're going out and spreading the word of God like we did this weekend. And you have the shield of faith so that when those fiery darts come at you, you say, wait a minute, no, I believe God. 
and you have the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you're ready, spiritually speaking, to do battle. But if all you do is sit there and look at all the world's pictures and listen to all their music and listen to all their entertainment and their dirty jokes and dirty pictures and everything, you will not be ready when spiritual battles come. So the diligent are protected. So point one was the diligent diligence prepares. All right, secondly, diligence holds precious. There ought to be some things that are precious to us. Now, we live in a day where everything is made fun of. We're cynical about everything. And don't get me wrong, it started back in my day. And I remember how TV would make fun of anything to do with the Lord. And, and uh, I'm, I'm a product of those days. And I sit and watch situation comedies and television and saw everything made fun of. And I'm ashamed of myself for it. Uh, but uh, nobody takes anything serious anymore. Nobody takes anything as precious and as holy. And it is real easy to get real cynical. And I don't know if we can completely stop that as much as it's been put into our brains. But I tell you what, we should fight it. And best we can, we ought to be serious about some things. If uh, somebody real close to you is dying, you know that's not a time for laughter, don't you? We're going to have the Lord's Supper here in a week or two. Uh, that's, that's not a time for levity. And we start talking about the gospel and people dying and going to hell. There's nothing funny about that. And I promise you on Judgment Day, when you see him uh, cast into there, you will not be laughing. There are some things that we should take serious, and there's some things that should be precious to us. Uh, Papa, as far as our... As far as our the things that we own, as far as our holdings, as far as the uh, merchandise that we have, Papa used to say, if you don't take care of what you got, you'll never have nothing. <laughs> Proverbs 12, 27 says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. And I'll just tell you, this isn't my strength. This is not my strength. I stay too distracted and everything. But boy, it's a great characteristic if you can develop keeping things precious and trying your best to take care of them and trying your best to be a good steward of them. And I appreciate some people at Victory Baptist Church that helped me in those areas. Proverbs 18.9 says, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. You know why you ought to be a hard worker? It'll be a blessing to your character. It'll show that you hold some things precious. And whenever you don't care, it'll never work. You'll never have anything worth anything. Proverbs 20 verse 4 says the sluggard will not plow by reason of cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. Diligence holds precious. Let's see. Uh, let me look back here at Proverbs chapter 24. All kind of great wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 24. The Bible says in verse 30. So, so I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want is an armed man. Diligence holds these things precious, so he wants to take care of them. That's a great thing to do. Proverbs 26, 14, this is a great one. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. Have you ever been laying there and just didn't want to get up and face the day, but you were already awake and you couldn't really sleep, and you were just turning back and forth like a door on its hinges? I've done that a few times before. I identified with that verse as a young man. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 12 says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much. 
but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. Uh, one thing that the socialists and the communists always do is try to get us all jealous of the rich man. This isn't fair. We've got to get the government in here to redistribute the wealth and tax the rich, you know, and distribute more to the poor and all that sort of thing. Well, let me tell you, there are several flaws in that argument, but let me tell you one that has to do with the sermon tonight. The rich aren't any happier than the diligent poor man. There's many a rich man that can't even sleep good at night. There's many a diligent poor man that sleeps real well. Don't get thinking that you need what somebody else has. That's not the only flaw in that argument, but I'll guarantee you it's a big one. So diligence holds precious because the diligent are practical. They take care of their things. I'll tell you something else, the diligent act on the probable. There are certain things that you know are going to happen in life and you ought to act. You think you're ever going to get sick? All right, do you have a plan in place for when you do? Do you think you're ever going to have a fender bender with your car? Do you have a plan in place for when you do? Do you ever think that uh, things are going to go wrong in your family, with your friends, between you and the Lord? Do you have a plan in place for when they do? Do you think you're ever going to sin? Do you have a plan in place for when you do? Here's what you do. You plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, ask His forgiveness just as sure, sure and soon as you see it, and you repent and head back the other way. Have a plan in place. Why? Because the diligence, the diligent hold precious. They're practical, and they act on the probable. Proverbs 26, 13 says, The slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. So you know what he never does? He never goes to work. Because, hey, what if I go out there and there's a lion? He'll eat me, so I can't go outside. <laughs> now, I'm not denying there have been cases where a lion got loose in a city street. It has happened. You know, circus was going through town. <laughs> the zoo didn't shut the gate or something. There have been cases where a bear or a lion was in a city street. But guess what? It's not very likely. <laughs> in other words, if you're looking for an excuse why not to work, you can find one. There have been lines in streets. <laughs> there have been things happen. You can always say, well, so-and-so needs me. Well, so-and-so needs this, so-and-so needs that, and, and really it's just an excuse for you not to work. That became a kind of a proverb at my house. Whenever a kid was not wanting to do something years ago, we'd say, oh, is there a line in the streets? <laughs> Uh, if you have ever tried to deal with somebody that was too sorry to work, you are real familiar with what I'm talking about here. Goodness gracious, you talk with them and beg them. I've, I've tried to help poor people before and give them the gospel and be a, be a ministry to them. And one of the main things that you start dealing with is them needing to go to work. And I understand that there are people that really do have you know handicaps and they really can't, and our heart goes out to them. But more often than not, they are just used to coming up with excuses. And every time they get into trouble, they have another excuse. You know what you need to do? You need to fix it where you do what you need to do. And, quit, and you know, the best one is something to do with family. Well, I had to go take care of my family. Well, I had to sit in another with my family. Don't misunderstand. I'm not for anybody not taking care of their family. But there are people all over this world that take care of this family and take care of their family and work too. The woman in Proverbs chapter 31 takes real good care of her family and works, 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 works. Hands, 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 hands. You can work and take care of your family. It can be done if you want to work. 
That's where the problem comes up. Now again, I know that there are unusual situations. I know there are people that are actually handicapped in certain ways to an extent that they honestly can't and our heart goes out to them. But a lot of times they're making excuses and they're good at it. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceits than seven men that can render a reason. Once you try to talk somebody into working and they refuse, 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 in my experience, you may as well move on. You are not going to talk them into it. They have sat and thought for hours and hours and hours and come up with every excuse there is in the book, and they're not going to do it. But for those of you that want to be diligent, for those of you that want to be virtuous, hear me. Hold things precious to the point that you're willing to work for them, especially the things that you know are going to happen. Some of that's based on where you live. We, we live here on Cumberland Plateau. In the wintertime, you know what happens? You get ice on the roads. You need to keep you some good tires. It wouldn't hurt if you have an all-wheel drive, would it? Why? You're going to have ice on the roads. You might run over in a ditch. Some people do. I remember that time I had to, I had to wreck in one of our vans. Ended up being the day we found out poor brother Jordy was killed. I had that wreck, and not only me, but five other pickup trucks had a wreck on that same day at the same place. You know why? There was ice on the road right there. And several that didn't wreck was doing like this, just barely keeping it in the road as they go. Uh, it's not a bad idea to be prepared for ice on the roads on the Cumberland Plateau. When I was in Bible school down in Pensacola, guess what happened? Hurricanes hit ever so often. We had hurricanes hit two times in one month. And that's when I decided to come back to the hills. <laughs> two times in one month, a hurricane hit. Uh, do you have a plan in place if you're in Pensacola in case of a hurricane? You should. I remember I went down there. I was working at Lowe's, and so we were selling generators hand over fist, man, trying to get all that stuff done. And I heard about how bad the hurricane was, so I went down to the beach to see. And I could remember, you know, all these houses there. And I went there, man, and there wasn't no house. There wasn't no lumber. There was sand. And I don't know where those houses went, but they were gone. Uh, it's a good idea to have a plan in place when you know something is going to happen. Uh, you're not being very smart if you don't prepare for the inevitable. Let me tell you one. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You are going to die. Do you have a plan in place for that? Do you know where you're going afterwards? That is not very smart. Even if there's just a pretty good chance of it, it doesn't hurt to have a plan for it. But you sure better have a plan for it when it's a 100% chance of happening. Amen. Outside of the Lord rapturing us out of here, I guarantee you are going to die. Amen. What have you done to prepare? Diligence holds precious. Diligence prepares. Now in closing, let's look at diligence makes prosperous. You want to prosper in life? Here's what you do. Be diligent. You young people want to have a life that um, is a blessing to those around you, blessing to your spouse, to your children, let you enjoy some things, here's what you do. Stay busy. I'm not saying you have to be a nervous wreck. That's not very pleasant. But you can stay busy. And you know what you'll do? Prosper. Proverbs 10.4 says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Proverbs 13.4, the soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Look, Brother Bob Schoolfield is giving you biblical permission to be a little fat today. I mean, your belly button ought to sink in a little bit or you're a little bit fat. Amen? Bible talks about health of your navel, doesn't it? Hey, let's, be, let's get biblical. If we say we're Bible believers, let's be Bible believers, okay? 
The soul of the diligent shall be made fat. But what's the soul of the sluggard like? Desiring and having nothing. Do you want to be one of those people that has your heart set on something and is just disappointed day after day after day after day? You just lay on the couch. You don't do anything. And now that's the life you'll have. You stay diligent. You stay busy. You keep doing what you need to be doing. And you'll be made fat. What you need and desire will be provided. The Lord makes sure of that. Let's see, we're in Proverbs 29. Let me read uh, Proverbs 21, 25. The Bible says, The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. He coveteth greedy all, greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. One of the great blessings in life is being able to give. You see people that you love, and you're just able to provide for them. What a wonderful blessing that is. You know what a diligent person can do? They can do that. You know what a slothful person can't do? They can't help anybody. They can't even help themselves. The Bible says it kills the slothful person, the desire that they have all the time. Diligence will make you prosperous. So number one, you'll be fat. And number two, you can help others. Diligence makes you preferred. Proverbs chapter 12, 24 says, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. The hand of the diligent will do what? Bear rule. You'll be the one in charge. You'll be the one preferred. You'll be the one picked. You'll be the one taken care of if you're diligent. Not only are they prosperous, not only are they preferred, but they are praised. This great chapter on the virtuous woman ends with, or very near the end, has these words. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gate. It doesn't say she was praised because she was seeking praise. It says she was praised because she stayed diligent. If you will start at whatever stage of life you're in, just being diligent. You'll be prosperous, you'll be preferred, and you'll be praised according to the Bible. And this chapter, as you know, is the famous chapter on the virtuous woman. You want to be a woman that goes down in history, the history that matters, the history that God Almighty recognizes? Here's what you do. You be a virtuous woman. But for all of us humans, we need some virtuous humans. Men, women, boys, girls. You stay virtuous, you stay, and the biggest characteristic of virtue is diligent. You know what that means? That means you stay busy. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. You just sit around and look at pictures and sit around and listen to jokes and sit around and listen to music and sit around and listen to entertainment when there's work that needs to be done. Next thing you know, your mind will go right into that stuff and you will not be busy and it will turn into the devil's workshop. The devil is good at what he does. The one, one, one thing I'll brag on the old boy is he has developed some real good skills in these areas, hasn't he? And he's a persistent old fella and he'll stay after you. Best, one of the best ways for you to hold him off is for you to stay diligent, for you to stay busy and be a virtuous person. We've seen that diligence prepares you. We've seen that diligence makes you hold things precious. We've seen that diligence will make you prosperous. 
I want to give you one more. I said closing a minute ago. You know, you know how Baptist preachers always say they're closing and they got one more. I just came up with one more. Here's a good one. Happiness. The Bible says in James 2.25, But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And that word blessed is real close to our word happy. Or John 13, 17, Jesus speaking, says, If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Stay busy. Stay diligent. Some of you may say, Oh, Bob, I've been doing this. I've been trying to do this. And it seems like it's a long time. Christian, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Not on day one. Not on week one, but we shall reap if we faint not. Let's keep doing right. Let's stay diligent. Let's be virtuous people in these last days before the Lord comes back. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to read and study your word. Lord, I pray you'll take these things and I pray that you'll